Hello. My name is Dyslexa. I am a new personal assistant, still in beta testing mode. But I work for nothing, and we pass those savings on to you. Welcome to this weekend's Best of the Chicago Pirate Podcast Morning Show. From Bleed Network. First, here's Aaron Mittens and Gary Lee Wright with a retired FBI agent who gives polygraph tests. And that's the truth. Jay, good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Thanks for doing this. My pleasure. Glad to be here. So, uh, Aaron Mittens, you know. Aaron's on the other line here. Aaron, are you there, sir? Hi, good morning, Jay. You hear, can you hear him? Yeah, good morning. Okay, good. So, uh, you were uh, with the FBI for how many years? Uh, 21 and a half. Oh, wow. Thank you for your service. I mean that. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. My pleasure. Are you getting more sleep now? <laughs> or less? Actually, than... now that I'm getting older, I get less sleep. It's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this uh, the other day, and I was trying to remember. Um, I have a clip here at some point I was going to play. I don't know if you remember the uh, the, the TV show, the FBI, that era. Um, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, did you? Okay, with like Ephraim Mazimilis Jr. and uh, yep. J. Edgar had to approve it. Anyway, um, am I wrong that it used to be that an FBI agent, before you, uh, you, know, you got the gig, you had to either have a law degree or an accounting degree? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you had to be six feet tall, law degree, accounting, square jaw, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Which, were, were, you, uh, were you a lawyer or an accountant when you did this? No, neither, and I'm not six feet tall. I, I, I got in kind of under the diversified program, and I'm a fluent Spanish speaker, so that helped me get in it's so, because it's so competitive. But that kind of gave me an edge, I think. So what, um, in the square jaw they waved based on all that? Mm-hmm. All right. What's, exactly. What's the uh, and uh, in in uh, again now you're you're uh, you're running the uh, polygraph uh, organization. Um, so did you do a lot of polygraph testing at the FBI? Yeah, for for all but the last eight years, I was an agent investigating different cases, and then the last eight years, I went into polygraph as a specialty. So I was a special agent and uh, specializing in polygraph, and I did um, up, right about now. I think I'm at about. 3,500 tests I've done and a whole different variety of uh, types of cases. Do you, um, you think they're accurate? What a loaded question. Do you, <laughs> do you walk away you and know, say, that guy beat the test, I know he was dirty. What about that? You know, I wouldn't, most people know it's not 100%, but it's the best thing we have, and, and I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have faith in it. Um, am I always right? No, but most of the time, you know, the latest studies show it's right in the 90% range, maybe a little higher, lower, if the person is willing and able to take the test and follow instructions. And we've had, well, at least I've had federal training in uh, anti-countermeasures, so it's fairly easy to pick up if somebody's trying to beat the test or play games. We, we've all seen uh, we've all seen these. Well, I'm going to describe what I've seen, but it may be different. You've got a kind of a tube around your gut, which is, uh, what is that, for respiration? And, exactly. uh, and then you've got, um, you have a heart monitor, I think. Blood pressure cuff for blood pressure and heart rate, right? And then something um, for, I'm reading notes here, uh, for what, what is that, galvanic skin response for the perspiration, right? Yeah, now they call it electrodermal activity, okay. um, EDA for short, and that's for sweat gland activity on the fingertips. So, the, all right, so this, and the, again, we're watching this movie here. So the graph paper is rolling along, and these little needles are, are flicking uh, back and forth. 
But um, at that point, you come in and what? Interpret these or read them or make sure that they're accurate? Um, which, what's, exactly. your, what's your... Go ahead. So what, nowadays it's all computerized, so you're looking at a computer, a monitor, and we can print those if necessary. But, yeah, the old analog instrument is what most people think of with the paper and the needles jumping up and down. So we look at the data in those main four areas, the heart rate, blood pressure, breathing, sweat gland activity, and then we're, what we're looking for, is, first of all, a baseline, then changes in that baseline in those parameters that are consistent, significant, and then timely to the question. So, in other words, big changes at certain questions, and that's a bad thing. If, if it's kind of relatively flat, that's a good thing. Do they all go up together? Yes, they do. They, and that's what we're looking for is clusters of uh, uh, physiological changes yeah. at, at the questions. And then, um, yeah, there's a whole numerical scoring process. It's more than, you know, I always tell my examinees, it's more than just pens and needles jumping up and down like you see on TV. Yeah. Aaron, we're swearing you in. Hey, Jay, I had a, a quick, quick question. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into your FBI experience. We so can't talk about, you know, locations, dates, that kind of thing. But did you ever have to, in your experience, do one of these tests in like a, um, under like a serious environment? Like maybe you're not in the best of positions. You're not at the office. You're out in the field. Um, you have somebody who's um, wanted for something. Anything like that where it was um, under a stressful condition, you had to conduct one of these tests? Oh, definitely, yeah, practically everything but a broom closet. I did some testing in Afghanistan where it was uh, definitely kind of dire circumstances, and I was there for about four months, a little little over four if you can include uh, two different trips. So, um, yeah, as long as you have a relative quiet space and an outlet and, um, you know, no distractions, uh, major distractions at least, you can run a test. You were in Afghanistan attached to the military or in the FBI? How, 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 what were you doing over there? That was uh, FBI assisting with the military. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I didn't actually know that that happened. So that's, that's it interesting. It can in certain circumstances. Uh, we travel worldwide and uh, we'll help out uh, where necessary with specialties especially. Huh. Uh, this is uh, Jay Cherry talking to us, C-H-E-R-R-Y. His uh, organization is Eagle Eye Polygraph, the way it uh, sounds, and uh, that, uh, that website is eagleeyepolygraph.com. Uh, Jay is a retired special agent, FBI special, special agent, and uh, that's what we're all about here. So um, how often do you get it right? Tell us the truth now, Jay. What's your, what's your, what's your, what's you know your, what? I'll be honest with you. I've... It sounds like I'm bragging, but I've never been proven wrong with DNA or any conclusive ground truth evidence. Now, are there times when I've been wrong? Probably out there, but so far, knock on wood, nobody's come to me and said, hey, we have DNA that this guy didn't do it or vice versa. So are there false positives and false negatives? Yes. But so far, um, nobody's come to me with conclusive evidence to show something to the contrary. Actually, I've had a few cases where the, the evidence came in through uh, fiber analysis and those kind of things where it supported what I had uh, concluded. What, and uh, Aaron, go ahead. I had a quick question. I would assume now that you're in the, uh, the, the private sector, you're doing a lot of you know, people who may have things in their lives they want to look into. And with infidelity, I'm sure that's a huge section of this. Is it usually the husband or the wife or the boyfriend or the girlfriend that comes in and expert says? Well, that's a good question. Um, and yes, I do quite a few of those. 
Um, I would say more often it's the man, um, but we do get quite a mixture. Um, but a little more often it's the man that's being, let's just say, requested, uh, strongly requested to take the test. So the girl, the girlfriend uh, says, "Can you uh, can you uh, talk to my boyfriend or husband?" And uh, the guy comes in, um, probably under duress. And, <laughs> and, Sometimes, right. right? Or they want to clear their name and start yeah. start fresh. You know, if they have marital woes and uh, allegations of this or that, and many times it does kind of clear things up, and they can get a fresh start and move forward from from a lingering doubt, maybe. How many? How how long do these? Um, how long do these tests take? I, in full disclosure, I had, I think, um, I took a lie detector test when I was in high school because I worked at a, uh, a supermarket. And, um, it, it, you know, there, people are lifting cigarettes off the shelves and stuff like that. So they bring, bring, bring Aaron, don't laugh. Come on. So, you know, <laughs> Three charges later. Come on. Exactly. I'm, we're 16. What, I'm going to not smoke? Anyway, so they, brought, they bring the staff in. And do a, um, and I'm sure they do this at other companies for different reasons. Um, they brought the staff in and, and give everybody a lie test, um, which I think I lied on. Jay is where I'm going with this. Do people do people beat them? Oh, you mean you tell me you took the cigarettes? I well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, did. I did. But did you believe you took the I cigarettes? Did. Well, that's okay. Now that's but seriously though, if people. Wow, we, I could. I, I, I'm. I, we're now entering a territory here. So, if someone is, um, what's the what's a good work? Hey, let's say we had what's uh, what's his thing, um, a malignant narcissist. Uh, not that I know anybody that happened to be in office, <laughs> but if you were a malignant narcissist, um, and I listen, not to point uh, the finger at anybody that has orange hair, but if you're if you really if you believe that you if whatever you believe, can you? Can you just pass it? Because you're not lying. What about that? No, if, if that were the case, virtually everybody could beat the test. So you can't beat it through force of will. If, I te- I've tested a lot of narcissists and people, even sociopaths or you know people with uh, antisocial personality disorders and whatnot. They've done studies on that. And as long as you know the, the truth from fiction and you, you know the difference between reality and fiction, and you know what a lie is, and you you know you're not mentally unstable or hallucinating. You, you could take a test, and um, should work as long as you're cooperative and sitting still and following instructions. How how long? Um, how I was going to say how long is the average test? I'm, I'm I'm guessing that they probably vary depending on what you're trying to do, right? Yeah, the, the actual paperwork and form works. You know, paperwork, forms, and everything included. Practice tests is what I always do. You're talking an hour and a half to two hours, but if it's a lengthy post-test interview slash interrogation like the old days, you know, it can get lengthy. Um, wow, two hours. Two hours for the whole process is, is very common. Um, it's not what people think where you just come in and attach the components and then that, that fire is, with that, questions and then you're done. That is what I thought. Gee whiz. Yeah. Two hours. And the machine doesn't really do the work, and they don't like to call it a machine. It's an instrument. Yeah. But... The real work is done by the examiner preparing the examinee, then uh, reviewing the data real carefully with, with a, a real set system and a whole data, data analysis process, and then coming to that final determination. Two hours, man. I would confess to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep things moving. Some, some can be a little longer, but uh, 
yeah, I try to go in very prepared as, as well as possible so that things kind of keep moving and then make sure they get a break for the bathroom or water or anything. And uh, like I said, it really has to be a voluntary process. It's uh, You really can't test somebody if they don't want to be tested. Can you let me simulate something that I kind of did as a bit once, but tell me how close this is in reality. So my, I was told that the idea is to kind of sort of you start with something kind of innocent. So you're interviewing me. Um, your name is Gary, yes. Uh, you uh, work at the Big T, yes. You're in high school, yes. Do you steal those cigarettes? That's the kind, right? So it's kind of, do you do that kind of thing where you, you get people sort of, you relax their thing and then give them the punchline question? Yeah, there are a lot of different types of questions, but that's pretty much on. You're right. You have kind of uh, known truth or control questions where you know the have other questions that are about the issue at hand, right? Do you circle back now and and say let's you know let's cover that that question about the uh, you know the night of the fourteenth and you told me such and such and they tell you something different? Do people incriminate themselves just by they can't remember the story that they're telling? But we always do several strings of questions, minimum of three. Um, so yeah, it might be three, it might be five run-throughs, but you do several strings of questions to get uh, sufficient data for sampling purposes and in comparison. And, and are you watching the, I don't know, the, the conventional stuff, you're watching people's eyes blink and their, their body language, things like that. Are there better, are there, are, uh, you play poker, Jay? You know what a tell is? You probably do. Yeah, yeah, I've played poker in the past. I haven't done it lately. No, we don't look, we look at just at the physiology for this, those four things I mentioned, blood pressure, heart rate, breathing, sweat gland activity. Now, the other things I would look for during the pre-test and post-test, of course, um, to kind of add to the to the total picture for the interview process or interrogation, if there is one. But for the actual test, we're just looking at the physiology. Huh. And it's based on your autonomic nervous system, the fight-or-flight response. I had a quick question, and it's probably a horrible question. This is for a friend. If you had any advice on someone that was going into a um, polygraph test, other than obviously don't lie, uh, is there anything that you can potentially think of that may uh, make you seem not as, as uh, deep of a liar? Or I don't know. This is uh, for a friend, that? you're asking. This is for a friend. Yeah, just for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> what about it, John? Right. Does his name start with an A and end with an M? <laughs> No, no, that's a good question, actually. Uh, believe it or not, I would say don't research too much because there's a lot of misinformation, yeah. and it can sometimes make you more nervous and more prone to react to something where you shouldn't. But really, my best advice is to follow the lead of the examiner, be open and honest, ask questions if you have questions. The questions are always reviewed beforehand, so there are no surprise or trick questions if the examiner's doing it right. But try to come in well-fed and well-watered, as we say sometimes, and just follow the lead of the examiner and be open and honest and sit still, and there's no reason you shouldn't pass. So they're, they're, so um, you're saying that you tell them in advance what you're, what you're going to ask them? Yeah, you, we, we, that's kind of, I wouldn't say it's a requirement, but yeah. it's the norm, according to the American Polygraph Association and just the training I've had, that you, know, you review the questions. I always do it twice, actually. Yeah. go through with definitions, with instructions, and then we go through again just to make sure the questions and answers are fresh in their mind, and then we go through the actual test. So during the testing, you're not going to get a zinger out of left field. You're <laughs> going to know exactly what those questions are. So you, you sound pretty mellow. Why did I think you'd be a hard ass? I don't know why I was just thinking <laughs> this guy. You know what? Like, you either tell the truth or I'm going to hit you. Go ahead. <laughs> you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. <laughs> oh, 
So we're back with uh, Dr. Paul today. Listen, yesterday we reported, I don't know if you knew this, you know Marjorie Taylor Greene is a vet? Uh, uh, yes. We looked into her, we looked into her uh, investments. She owns uh, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson, this crazy anti-vaxxer, believe it or not. Did you know this? I did not. So, um... I don't know. What do you make with that information? I think it's funny that I own none of the pharma stocks, and I'm recommending vaccines, and she owns all of it and is against it. Wow. Something's wrong in America. <laughs> we were, you know, um, my colleague Darren was saying that, you know, we got up the wrong food. Trump, you know, Trump um, said this was a hoax until he got it, right? <laughs> that, was, that was when he changed it, so... Um, I don't know. So, um, Omicron uh, appears to have pushed, uh, what was the other one, the, the Delta variant off the news, but has it in fact uh, pushed it? I'm guessing that's, that's misleading. Well, so for any infection, or anything that grows for that matter, there's always a competitive environment, right? So if I have a finite amount of space, and I want to plant trees and grass, the one that's more prolific in growth takes up the room, and the other one probably dies, right? If you have weeds in there, they'll take over. So if I have a Petri dish, and I put different bacteria on it, they will each grow, and whichever one grows the fastest will take up the most space, and the other one kind of is held at bay. And sometimes one of them will overtake the other, and that seems to be what happened in society. So well, one the, of them is... The Omicron overtaking the, the Delta? The Omicron seemed to have exploded through society so fast that it was infecting people before Delta can. And, uh -huh. that, and it's been somewhat beneficial because it seems to be less virulent, less problematic when people get it. Not innocuous. People can get sick from Omicron, but to a lesser degree than they would have if they had gotten Delta. Well, there was a a movement in the last week that we had to kind of refute. People were saying, "Well, gee, I'll just go get the I'll, I'll just go get the Omicron, it's right?" Chickenpox parties, right? Yeah. So we go get all the kids together so would, they get it. Now. You wouldn't really recommend that, would you? Well, you know, I would still say no, but hindsight will be twenty twenty because if Omicron turns out to be the best immunity that we get with the weakest strain, it's not a terrible idea. Mm. You know, the best idea is to never get it. But what if in five years, you know, we're still dealing with this, but there's no such thing as anything light anymore. Mm. Um. And, and, and that being said... I'm not sure that getting Omicron today prevents you from getting it in five years. Well, that's the thing. We don't really, you know, I, we don't even know. I sit here with my, uh, I've had the, you know, the shots and the booster, which could be meaningless, right? I mean, it could be meaningless in a month, six months. That's right. We don't and, know yet. And we've seen this, you know, so-called antibody rates, and they're the highest in people that have had it and had the in, the injections, and they're still getting it. Oh. So I'm not sure where we're headed with this, but hopefully, you know, it's going to fizzle. 
and, and that you know if enough people get it or the virus becomes more you know I hate to say that any virus becomes safe but if it becomes more of a flu virus something that we can live with and we're going to take an acceptable amount of losses we do that with the flu we're running out of people who can die from this right I mean we're we've, we've kind of the people that are ill with it now are um, <clears throat> I just talked to um, only half a dozen people I know got it recently they're young they're healthy they recover they're fine um, that's so the people that have passed away they you know that's a different a different group yeah it is but but the other problem with this particular virus when you compare it to the flu let's just make you know the, the direct comparison you don't see the flu even in bad flu years taking up the resources in a hospital that this takes up multiple times now and those resources are needed to take care of people with cardiac issues with other pulmonary issues with car accidents you're hearing about people who are in a car accident being flown out of state because there's no ICU beds in the state that they're in those things don't generally happen on a regular basis no matter how bad the flu gets and so we need to be really understanding to the healthcare community in general that this disease even with Omicron puts people in the hospital at an absurd high rate because they can't breathe and then we lose resources for other things I mean the last month nobody's operating in you know the area because I don't have the resources to do surgery just in case we have other problems that we need the anesthesia resources we need the respirators we need all of these other things so elective surgery is canceled how do you um how do we factor in uh, all these like the they have this big anti-vax thing over the weekend in Europe in Brussels right yeah. where people I mean I don't I don't know I think a, I think I think a third of Americans are still not up to speed I mean, I don't know where to start with that. Because you know, we've been talking about this for vaccines for two years. Right? There's not a lot of vaccines that are perfect. And there's not a lot of vaccines that are 100% safe. And there's not a lot of medicines out there that are perfect or 100% safe. If aspirin came to the market today, I don't think it would have made it through the <laughs> FDA. Now, that being said, there's certain health benefits we get from these things. And the reality of it is that when you look at the amount of people that are hospitalized, they're just not vaccinated. It's 90% oh. not vaccinated. And it, it's, you know, that to me is an astounding number when you look at the resources that are being taken away from everybody else because people made the choice to not be vaccinated. Whereas, you're right, other people are still getting sick. But very few are in the hospital utilizing those resources. But is there a triage? If when people come to the front window here at uh, the emergency room, the, are the people that have been vaxxed versus the people that haven't been vaxxed, is there any difference? Or do you guys just take them, bring, bring us your tire, your poor, and yeah, bring I mean, them to the I, I 
think that there was at a point, I think today, not as much, no. because at, at this point, whether you're vaccinated or not, you still can get it no. and you still can spread it. No. So I'm not sure that that matters as much about keeping people out of the grocery store or out no. of your no. dinner, no. you know. It doesn't seem to be doing that. No. But what it does is it keeps people out of the ICU. Okay. And, right. and that's the big thing that we need to to put into people. And, and everybody goes, oh, you know what? I'm taking, it's my choice, it's my life, I'm willing to die for my thing. Then don't show up at the hospital. <laughs> because you're coming then for help. Uh-huh. And now you're utilizing resources that the hospital doesn't have for the number of people that are choosing to not get the vaccine. You know, everybody says, well, it's not that deadly. Thank goodness it wasn't. I was going to say, I mean, if this had been as bad as, I don't know, uh, the plague. Yeah, I, I mean, this We was, would be missing a civilization. Now. And so the hope is that when we look back on this, and we get past it, that we can look at this, look at the mistakes we made, so that, heaven forbid, something worse ever comes down the line, maybe we would be ready. And maybe we would have a united stance against it. Because there were a lot of mistakes made in all parts. A lot of moving parts to this, a lot of stuff we didn't know, and a lot of statements made in the beginning. Don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear this mask, don't wear that mask, get a shot, don't get... like. Maybe if the community came out in a more concise and deliberate manner and didn't make decisions that waffled, it would have given science a better, better arms, you know, better leverage. So, um, thank you. I, uh, I'm going to say that we're we're done with it now. We're out. We're in the clear. I hope so. <laughs> they they claim that by mid-February we'll really start to see the numbers uh-huh. coming down. So that's the hope. Thanks for uh, doing what you guys do. It's a thankless job, and uh, doctors of, uh, I don't know. Do you, uh, let me ask you a final question. Okay. It's kind of leading. Are there instances where you're no longer revealed to people that you're a doctor? Oh, I never do. They yeah, ask, they, they, I was on a flight not too long ago, yeah. and it always takes the second ask. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is there a doctor on board? I'm looking around like somebody else has got to be a doctor. <laughs> really? Oh, and then I'll, I'll kind of wait oh, and look oh, and no see good. how bad it is. No, because we see, geez, I mean, in movies it's like they can't wait. Oh, I don't oh, know. They leave kind of, And then when they do, and I finally like, get up and I hope somebody else is there. There was an ER doc in the plane. Oh, you're much more suited for this. <laughs> do you, um, what's the good Samaritan law, though? Are you Doesn't even protect doctors. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things so where... So you can put your hand up and say, uh, okay, I'll, uh, you know, I'll give him CPR, and if he dies, you're on the hook for whatever? Yeah, pretty much. I think we have Smiley on line two there. Smiley, is that you? Yeah, uh, hello. There she is. All right, you know Aaron, right? Yeah. Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning. I'm, uh... So we thought we'd uh, dip in. This was actually supposed to happen on a Thursday because we do this thing called uh, Cannabis Thursday, Aaron and I do, on the really the burgeoning uh, business, you know, of cannabis mm-hmm. sales. Um, so anyway, I was going to, we were going to, at some point I was going to talk about cannabis tours and people doing that. But Smiley, I understand that you uh, and the big guy, your beau, 
uh, signed up for a cannabis tour. And so you got scammed? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, all right, I'm going to take it from the top here. Um, so you signed up for a cannabis tour, and you, and I had a little bit. It was not cheap. It was like 100 and a half per person, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they and they really sold it. Like so, I this is a gift for uh, my boyfriend for Christmas, and they really it came up in like a fun things you can do in Chicago. And I was like, that sounds cool. Yeah. The idea was they're supposed to pick you up in this. You meet at a place. You go on this Sprinter van. They um, go. You go to an actual grow facility where you're able to, you know, learn about stuff, sample things, whatever. And then you go to a state of the art consumption lounge and you're able to try all this class and you know whatever enjoy um so you thought that you thought the growing facility was going to be in chicago yeah oh yeah yeah because we all see i i was on the impression they were all downstate so anyway go ahead no this one i think is in bridgeview maybe there and there are some Mm. around but so yeah but the idea is that you're you're getting driven around and you get to go there's a, a kind of a uh selection of tours but this one seemed like the one we wanted to do so Bought the tickets. Another couple was going to go with us. Uh, we planned it for this past weekend. And we're supposed to meet at 1230 um, at the designated location. And I get a text. We're having some transportation issues, so we're going to be late. Okay, fine. Like, not a big deal. It's snowy out, whatever. Uh-huh. 1245, I get another text. Your driver, Martin, is on the way. Great. What? At this time, and just to note, the meeting place is like a vape shop in God knows where. Um, but in so Martin, some, well, some without the uh, the street address, some some neighborhood of Chicago. Correct. This is all yes. okay. I just want to locate. You're still in Chicago, right? 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 In and, Chicago. And right. Martin is on his way. God bless him. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, Martin shows up. He's fumbling with his sign, and he's getting out of his car. And he comes in, and he says, "We're having some transportation issues. I we're trying to get ahead of it. I'm going to drive you guys in my personal car to the first stop." So now this is the four of us that I bought tickets for and another couple. He's going to do it in shifts. So we get into Martin's vehicle, who, which is not ready for anyone but Martin. And, We're like and, slammed in the back. And you didn't know this other couple, right? Or did you? Um, I bought tickets for four of us and there was an additional couple. So he told us he's going to do us in... Uh, what in shifts he's going to take us four and then we're going to he's going to take the other couple okay. so the first stop is a dispensary which great um <laughs> fine we go to the dispensary this happens to be which as i think we all know i'm a medical patient okay. uh this is only recreational and he says to us yeah if you guys want to smoke you know you should you should get some because we we did have the samples for you but they're actually in the back of the sprinter van that's having the transportation issues so we're like okay so we go in and we get a little something whatever did, did he ask did he ask you to did he ask you to pick him something up oh uh, just wait so then so then martin's bringing the other couple now to the state-of-the-art consumption facility and we're like, all right, we're we're off to a rocky start, but it's going to be great. We're going to get high. It's going to be fine. So, so then Martin comes to pick us back up. We slam back in the vehicle. We go now to the state of the art consumption facility, which is uh, around the Goose Island uh, brewery. Yeah. It's 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 an empty space. <laughs> it's an empty space with some like pop up tables, no decor on the wall. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Who cares? Yeah. So now now Martin's like. He takes this vape, which clearly just came from his house, 
and this is I think this is now we're going to start testing all this glass, right? So uh-huh. so the trucks the the van's not working. We're going to go to the grow facility later. So he goes, hey, do you guys have that? Do you guys have that? That weed you bought because I'll, I'll I'll test it for you. Well, we can sample some right now. <laughs> also worth noting that the other couple that we did not know did elected not to go to the dispensary. So now everyone, including the four of us and the four other people that we didn't know, are all smoking the weed that we bought <laughs> out of the one vape. <laughs> so then, and so wait, like, when he, and and Martin brought his own glassware. You said. Yeah, BYOG, BYOV. You're bringing your own vape. I didn't. I didn't get that memo. He I, brought uh, his own vape to smoke our weed. That's so a I good thing to have. One hundred and fifty dollars to smoke my own weed is what happened. <laughs> so, so then you can tell they're like kind of starting to stall. Yeah. So the other thing about Martin is that he's a budding photographer, yeah. and he is now pitching us on his photography services. The other I didn't, didn't mention, but there's another tour guide. She has a brunch going on this weekend. A brunch. And she would like us to come. It's called Blunts and Brunch or something of that nature. Yeah, Blunts, wait, Blunts and Brunch? Yes. <laughs> she would like us to attend. Yeah. So now she's plugging her business. Martin's plugging his. It was like a bad timeshare, yeah. like, sales pitch. And, and so, but now Martin's a photographer. What was her, uh, what, what, what did she offer you service-wise? Blunts and Brunch. That's, that's it? That she, that's right. That's right. All right. What is that, you ask? Don't know. What is that? Don't know. Yeah. So then... Smiley, so we're doing... Now, we, we have the wrong jobs, you and me, I realize just now. There's a lot of stuff going on that we could be... Yeah, I'm going to start charging people $150 to come bring me weed. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. So now this is like, we are well into... At the start at 12.30, this is now like 2.30 or 3. We're, we still have not gone to the grow facility, which is really like the point of the whole tour. All right. So then you can tell they're kind of like talking between themselves and they're like, we're just going to lay, we're just going to lay it out. Uh, the van has not started. We're waiting for someone to come and like take a look at it and it's going to be another two hours. Oh, and I'm like, wait a second. So like in my mind, wait, so we have to sit here with strangers for another two hours before we even look at the van and you're just going to continue to smoke our weed. <laughs> So at one point, this is the point where the other guy in our group, go, who is my friend, goes, we have dinner plans. <laughs> like, we need to, we, we have to go. We are extracting ourselves from the situation. Um, and so we left. <laughs> but now, so I, I messaged them and I said, hey, uh, not to be a jerk, but we didn't, we didn't get what we had paid for. You guys had transportation issues. I would just like a refund because there was no educational value uh, out of this experience the, le- the, the lesson that you learned is not the one that you were looking for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was the most expensive trip to the dispensary I've ever paid for. <laughs> so did so. What about now? Wait. So the the, the uh, two of the people you knew. What about this other odd couple? That, oh, they you, were from Houston. They were from Houston. And, and so they. So oh, they, so well, all right. So going so to Chicago like a cool thing for them. Yeah. Right. 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 And so. There was also, they were confused. They thought that it would be warmer up here oh. in January. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you might have visited Chicago at the wrong time. But so they're so excited. And by us, the four of us, removing ourselves from the situation, now this couple could now be brought in Martin's vehicle to the grow facility. My other concern is that, Martin, I just saw you rip, like, several hits from the vape and you're going to now get in your car and drive us all to the grow facility do you have liability insurance like what how is this covered that was my concern so 
I don't know. It was just we had to get out of the situation, but now we had this so, weird experience, and we're still out now. You know, six hundred dollars. Did the so, guy from Houston offer to drive at that point, or what? It, it was just such a weird. This was like clearly their romantic getaway. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm like, it, it was just we had to remove ourselves from the situation. Yeah. But but the point is now that I've reached out to them several times, and I haven't heard anything back. So it was just very, uh, very, very confusing. It's, uh, it's coming up on quarterly hour. This is uh, my uh, our, our correspondent Smiley, and I and I and I billboarded it this morning saying it's it's a modern problem, you know. I mean, normally, like if you had if this happened, I don't know if you go to like a baseball game and it gets rained out or something like that. But um, so, who do you complain to? Are these people licensed by anybody that you that you know? I mean, it seems like a a legit. I'm telling you, this is not like I'm a I'm a smart consumer. Like I did my research. This is not like a you know like some guy in the back of whatever that we paid. This yeah. is like they have a nice Instagram. They have a nice website. Things are well written. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, what do I, what do I do now? What like there's no was there's there, no recourse. Was there a picture of Martin on the website? And was did he look lit? <laughs> No, but there are all these people. I'm like, did you pay all the... There are other people that seem to have good experiences, right? So I'm like, how do you... Where, on the website, you mean? On the website, on their Instagram. Like, surely, surely there is some... Someone has experienced this and has experienced it in a, in a good way. So why, why not us (laughs) is what, is what my issue is. Did your impression, was your impression that you were, um, um, uh, a one-off, or the I they, don't know. Because I mean, Again, it sounds to me like they couldn't—they couldn't pull the trigger on any of this stuff. Well, that's the thing is, like, so in this world, okay. So let's say the the van wasn't broken, right? I was like, yeah. how is this supposed to go? Let's say the van didn't break down, <laughs> yeah. and then it did pick us up, and then the sample did exist. We still would have gone to this state-of-the-art facility right. that was still an empty room with pop-up tables. So yeah. I don't know how much better it was going to get. Is, was is there so? What was that facility supposed to be? That was the distribution point, or no, no, the state of the art consumption lounge. Oh, that <laughs> with the pop up tables. All right. That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Well, Smiley, it sounds to me like you should have brought your own furniture, along with. I mean, you, come on, you're out. You're 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 up for the weed. You'd, exactly. You'd move in your stuff. Wow. I would have rather just stayed home. I would have saved the money. Wow. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm listening to this story. Everybody has, but you said yourself, I mean, if you have the right thing on Instagram and you get the right website, um, then who's going to know? So, but then it's also, I guess like now it's a, what do I do? There's no, uh, I've emailed them. I've called them. I was nice. I don't, now I'm just complaining about it on the radio. (laughs) Well, that's, well, you've gone to the Supreme Court. This That's is right. the, this is the last. This la- Aaron, let's help her out here. You and I, you and I, we know our we know a scam when we when we hear one. So, the first step, you have to out these people. We got to name names. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, do I have Like, what do I do? It's what's the name of the company right now? It's Shy High Tours. <laughs> I'm sorry. C H I. Uh huh. H I G H. Yes. Tours. Shy. Tours, okay, and they're in the Chicago theoretically. Yep. All right. Um, well, I, I are they? Uh, they must be licensed for something, Aaron. What do you think? I mean, uh, some some element of best, this must require a, 
a business license. For one thing, I don't think you. All right, here's all right, all right. This is this is the good part where I know nothing about anything, and I'm not going to be an expert. For one thing, I don't think they can drive people around. Without I was just about to say the Sprinter van part. Oh, yeah. They hit it on the ready, meaning something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the whole. I don't know the laws and regulations around that, though. I would presume so, right? I don't know. So that's um, right, exactly. And and I appreciate. Like, let me just say, I appreciate. Obviously, I don't know where they're the tour guide's bosses were. I think they were trying to make the best out of a a possibly bad situation. Yeah. But but, I mean. Really, and and then yeah. the the other thing of this is that like they took our email addresses down, like they were gonna try to make this right, but now I've I've heard from no one. Like they have a phone number. Yeah. All right. Um, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach over. Uh, get ready to give me the phone number. Oh, I don't huh? know. If I, yeah, look look it up real quick, maybe. Um, how about Aaron? You got a laptop? Mm-hmm. Can you find what is it? Shy. <laughs> You know how embarrassing this is to be like, I got duped. I got thwarted. It's a shy, C-H-I-H-I-G-H, shy, shy high tours. Got him. And you, while you're on their website, you tell me that doesn't look like a reputable Oh, I see place. the van here. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> They're advertising. Aaron, 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 hang on. I'm not going to let you sign up. All right, dude. Before we get, I don't care how good it looks. No, no, we're trying to. All right. So what do you? Aaron, do I have the number. You give me six hundred dollars, and I will drive you around in my car. Did Did you um, uh, so you paid for this online, right? I mean the. Uh, you yeah. Know, and that already that money's gone. All right. Um, the money's gone. The money's gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Up uh, in smoke. Okay. Um. They do they have a number there? You see? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So it's uh three one two yeah two three six seven four one one. Uh okay. Not getting away that either. Yeah, right? right I'm well. gonna have my dad call. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking smile. Do you remember the show Cops years ago? Uh yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. My favorite um episode I was recalling is for Aaron the other night was this uh, episode where some woman called the cops because she had been shorted by her dealer <laughs> on, 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 on an ounce. And I thought to myself, this, how, how is this different? All right. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. All right, Aaron, you play my lawyer. And let me see if I can get I object. <laughs> all right. Let me see if I can. I think I can uh, do all this on the area. Let's see. All right. Uh, it's a miracle. All right. What is it? Three one two. Mm-hmm. Seven four one one. <clears throat> oh sure. Oh sure they are. Oh jeez. I bet, I bet Martin left it off the hook. Let's see if we can find a website and then go from there. All right, hang on. I'm going to try one more time here. All right. Uh, all right. Because I, I might have done that myself, and I don't want them complaining that they were standing by ready to take our call, and I, I, I blew it and blamed them. All right. All right. Three one two. 
Thank you for calling Chicago 311. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, Thank you for calling the city of Chicago 311. Uh, 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 I could get us in trouble. Uh, I just misfired with the area code, which is 312 in Chicago, and dialed 311. Uh, all right, let's do one more thing. Jesus. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. You know, I really need another set of hands here. Okay. Uh, uh, Smile, are you still there? Unfortunately, we heard from Martin yet. Did he get back to you yet? Not yet. Okay. See now, and now it's like, do I reach out on Instagram? I don't want to be a jerk. I, I get a well, we get I mean, people all the time that you know complain. I don't want to be that person. I just I said like, hey, I just wanted to be right. Just give me the money. I'll go. <laughs> I won't write a review. I'll go my separate ways. Right. But like at this point, I mean, ridiculous. All right, one more try. Three one two. Two three six. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Do I have to dial? Do I have to dial one? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you high? At the very that? least, she needs a few complimentary ounces. That's that's the that's, <laughs> that's right. the very that's least. Right. Of it. Just give me the sprinter van. And we'll call it even. I, don't, I thought I don't. I didn't think you had to dial one anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh man! I think this is part of the scam. They, they intentionally. <laughs> People are listening. They're thinking this moron can't even dial a telephone, <laughs> folks. I there's a lot going on here. Right, I'm gonna try one. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think you have to dial one though. <laughs> one more time. See, I don't understand. It, and Aaron, you're right. This is part of the scan. All right. One, three, one, two. Maybe you do. Two, three, six, seven, four. This would be good because if they answer. Yeah. Are we doing it here? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right, Smiley, we have now, I know it seems like we haven't done anything but waste time. We've confirmed that you cannot call these people. <laughs> is that right? Aaron, you agree, right? We've we're, confirmed it's a yeah, scam. We're building this legal case by the moment. We are, we are. What else do you see on the website? Does it say anything about... Uh, read it. So uh, we did the all-inclusive tour. Feel free to read some excerpts from what they have promised. Go ahead. Because it sounds good. It sounds good. So on the front page that they have um, home about, they have events coming up. I'm not going to advertise any of the events they have coming up. They have some tours right. coming Saturday, down yeah. the pike here. Yeah, uh, you can book online. Uh, I think this is this is a little too much of an ad, but definitely do not get anything from <laughs> Shy High Tours. That <laughs> that that Ornick again. Definitely do not buy anything from Shy High Tours. 
So, um, wow. I mean, they could at least give in some complimentary product. Yeah. They're not going to provide the service. Smiley, did you try calling them before yourself or no? Yeah, I've left some messages. Did, you, so you didn't get a busy, though? No, no. I got, I, they have, a like, a answering machine after one ring. Yeah. And, what and it, again, it, it's, it's like, sorry we couldn't get back to you. We'll call you back soon. And, <laughs> I, again, I'm not, I'm not a jerk. I'm calling. No. I'm being nice. It's no. not like I'm... You know, cussing at them over the phone. No, I said, "Hey, please, please, please call me back, please." <laughs> and I mean, like, again, this is now almost—it's been a week. Yeah. I like. Do they just have no one working? I don't. I don't get it. That's. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. Um, you and me both. Do you recognize Martin? Would you recognize him if we saw him again? Oh, for sure. All right. Are his kneecaps intact? <laughs> for the time being, but who knows what tomorrow brings. Here is Smiley's update for our listener consumers. She finally contacted her bank's credit card department and explained that the operator just didn't deliver what they advertised. The bank refunded her money, she and her beau are happy again, and Martin's van still needs jumper cables. So, um, we've segued to um, uh, Munchies, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You have some munchy stuff here. Let me just. Yeah, so we got inflation is on the rise. Yeah. We gotta we gotta help the people out. So if you're going out, you're gonna you see, you know you get a little some some little edibles. Yeah. You roll up your joint. Yeah. And now you're like I'm hungry as f. I have no food in the fridge. Don't feel like going grocery shopping. So we have a few restaurants here. Obviously the the usual suspects McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. But also some other cool little um. Escape. They call them hacks. You can use. You know, they have the um the secret menu items. People usually use it to get like you know better stuff. But you could also use it to get cheaper stuff. Right. So starting off with McDonald's, they're like the the go to. Instead of getting a McFlurry, you know the little ice cream stuff. If the ice cream machine is even working to begin with, <laughs> the little ice cream thing with the little <laughs> toppings on it, you can get a caramel or a hot fudge sundae and just add the toppings to that. So that's like a dollar fifty. Add the toppings to it, and boom, you got a little. Make it yourself, uh, McFlurry. Uh, the sauce packets, they're like 25 cents each if you go through the drive-thru. If you use the app, you can get them for free. Now, this one I've used. I've gotten like 40 packs of barbecue sauce to keep uh, using the app. Um, let's see. If you're trying to figure out what is like the best is, bang for your... Go ahead. Is that all in your glove compartment? <laughs> no, those are in my <laughs> fridge. Those are those are on the ready. I have something I like better than ketchup from 1943. In my, <laughs> yes. No, okay, all right, so good. All right, so you load it up. You load it. That's good. You're beating the system. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So if you're trying to figure out what is the best, like, bang for your buck fry size, usually if you want a big one, just go for the large. Oh. But the small one is almost always the same size as the medium. So it's pretty much a, a go-to there. Just might as well get the small. Okay. Uh, you can usually, this is just a, a side fact, you can usually find a bag of ice at most of these like fast food restaurants and even McDonald's just ask for a bag of ice for like a dollar or something. Uh, select locations have sheet cakes. I found this one out doing this little research. They have entire sheet cakes, like chocolate sheet cakes with McDonald's, Ronald McDonald printed on the top of them. They do. I don't know if you're going to rerun out to get a sheet cake from McDonald's, but if you're in a pinch, I remember, you're to a party or something. I never imagined that. Well, that's yeah. a last-minute birthday party. <laughs> that is a definitely last, last-minute. Julie yeah. burst into tears. Where's my cake? <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Uh, 
that's enough for a McDonald's Burger King. So they're a Whopper. They're you know world famous Whopper. Oh. Usually six dollars. Oh. We can get it for two dollars on Wednesday. It can. A little, yeah, two dollars on Wednesdays. A uh, Krispy Kreme. Now this one's cool. Uh, your kid can get an A or get a free donut for each A on the report card. So sometimes some restaurants you get an A per, or a donut per A. Other restaurants, if you have any A on there, they'll give you a donut. But definitely use this one as like a little Krispy Kreme. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Yeah, get good grace. You get free donuts. Well, well you know, I love Krispy Kreme because they used to be uh, warm and. You know, they were so good when it was fresh, and then they started to put them in uh, boxes, yeah. you know, and sell them like anywhere, you know, yeah. like the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I blame socialism. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. But anyway, and the, the number of A's on your report card. All right, that's good. That's good. And next we have uh, Culver's. Now, Culver's is good. I like Culver's. Their cheese curds are fantastic. But their normal meal comes with a, a cheeseburger, a drink, and fries. But you can actually get the kids' meal. And it has the same size burger, the same size fries, and the same size drink. And you get a free scoop of ice cream. So like, why wouldn't you do that? And you can get a you know, topping on top if you want it. Now, this one I use all the time. Do you lie, the- do you lie about your age? Oh no! You don't have to be a kid for that. Oh. I mean, the next one I use all the time. I'm saying that Mr. one I have, Mr. Mims. You don't look six. <laughs> <laughs> According to who? You don't going to ask for my papers at Covers. What's That's going right. on? That's right. Here? But but this one I use all the time. This is the Chipotle hack. Now this one is genuinely. I think this is like the only one on here that's like a real. Use this one if you're ever going to Chipotle. There's no other way to do it. The burrito is about eight dollars. The burrito bowl is about the same price. But the burrito bowl comes with like two times as much inside stuff. I don't know, the filling, I guess you would call it. Huh. The beans, the rice, what have you. So you order a burrito bowl, we get a tortilla on the side. Or you can get two tortillas on the side Jeez. for like 30 cents each. You can make two full burritos, <laughs> I swear to God. That's what I do. For the are price you, of one burrito. Are you listening to this? That's what you do? That's what I do. That's what I do. Yes, that's a go-to. You See, two are gaming, you know you're gaming the system. <laughs> Here, I'm going bankrupt because they keep getting the wrong stuff. <laughs> no, they're gaming us. That's yeah. the problem. We got that's, uh, that's Why are they good. charging the same price? Like, All what? Right. Okay. Let's see. This one. Uh, Starbucks, don't go to Starbucks. But if you're going to go to Starbucks and you're listening, I'm here to help you out. Uh, you can get a cheaper, one of those flavored drinks, I guess. You can get it cheaper if you ask for uh, two shots of espresso in a large cup, two pumps of whatever flavoring you want, and they get a free cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just mix it together and boom, Bob's your uncle. Or you can add your own milk to it. And then you got your own little, I would call it a macchiato, macchiato, yeah. whatever, something like that. Um, also, you can get two medium frappuccinos if you're if you like frappuccinos for the price of one. If you get a large, basically, I think they call it a, um, a venti, a large, and you get two medium cups. You say, hey, can I have two medium cups? And you can literally make. I think it was two or three. I think it was two, two that you can make from the one large um, cup there. Another one. Uh, this one is pretty cool. If you, they have these uh, key tags, these one these frosty key tags. You buy these for two dollars, and every day you go back there, you get a free frosty if you just order something. There's no minimum order, so you get a free frosty every day for uh, this two dollar key tag. Um, five guys. This one's pretty interesting. You can get as much extra cheese and bacon as you want. Wow, really? one, is that right? Don't be an a hole with this. <laughs> one. This is what I think. You know, those people are just trying to you know make a check and go. 
but they, you can technically get as much bacon and cheese as you want if it comes with bacon and cheese. You can ask for like 50 slices of cheese and technically they're supposed to give it to you. You know, we, we, that we, one, we, we, we were, I'm sorry, we were talking about the Starbucks and how they're unionizing. And one of their complaints in Chicago is that they want security guards and, and people like that. And um, I realize it's to keep uh, people like you guys out. So <laughs> I, is that the, isn't that the guy that keeps screwing us on the, the Machianos? No, no. So. I mean, think about it this way. You have people coming in saying, can I have a venti, two shots with an extra milk? Or no, make it soy milk. Actually, oat milk. I mean, yeah. come on. People really go in there acting wild. Yeah. I just want two for one. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That's, what I mean. Right, that's, uh, right, that's good. All right. Oh, this one. This is the best one on here. See if you can use this one. This is the Taco Lover's Pass. For $10, you can get a taco every day for 30 days. Wow. So technically, if you get, you can buy nothing stopping you from making multiple accounts. Yeah. I'm not speaking from experience here, <laughs> but if you can get three of these, you can get three tacos every day for thirty dollars for thirty days. That's uh-huh. like, or you can like, you know, see a homeless person outside of there, give them one of these. That would be decent for ten bucks. But that's like, that's a guess a good deal right that's there. Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But uh, that that pretty much sums up the list. I would say always look at the receipt. Sometimes they BS you. Say give us a review with the receipt and get like a um, how do you say like a a chance to win blank. Never do those. But McDonald's they have like a buy one get one deal. Yeah. Uh, Dairy Queen you can get a free dilly bar if you just fill out the receipt. Give them a review. You don't have to give them a good review. Just give them a review. Wait, man, you get a free uh, free free dilly bar? Yeah, free dilly bar. I haven't been to a Dairy Queen in a while. Well, I would. My dad go. used to take me there. Yeah, I, now that I I would go. I've never um, been to one. Never been to a Dairy Queen. Never. You know what a dilly bar is? No clue. Can you imagine? We're, I don't. We're gonna get you free one. <laughs> You're not missing out on much, but it's pretty good. Thanks for listening to the Best of Chicago Pirate Radio's Morning Show podcast. Please join us every day at Bleed.network and have the best day you can. And remember, your call is important to us. Please stay on the line until we come back from lunch. Your mileage may differ. Do not reply to this automated message.